Hello everyone and welcome to the EVN Disrupt podcast. My name is Nizda Zaturyan and I'm the editor of the creative tech section here at EVN Report. Today my guest was Albert Borosian, the founder and chief dean of Build Up Bootcamp, an educational program that prepares junior and mid-level professionals for more senior roles in the tech industry in Armenia. We spoke about Albert's experience in the education space, how they have designed their project-based curriculum, and what outcomes they are seeing with their first cohort of students. Thank you for listening. Albert, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, let's start with a little bit of your background and your experience in uh, Armenia's education sector. I have often heard that you're the person who was responsible for setting the foundations of project management education in Armenia. Can you tell us a little bit about that story and what you were able to achieve? Yeah, absolutely. I graduated in Armenia. Actually, I'm a quite Armenian Yerevansi third generation. So I studied in UK. It was a Chivning scholarship. And that's where I started thinking, okay, I got this hundred something thousand US dollars grant. Mm -hmm. what I'm going to do for Armenia like going back because I was studying e-governance like I wasn't thinking at the time that it will work in Armenia yeah so I studied a little bit more on project management and came back it was 2007 it was early days of outsourcing starting in Armenia heavily and many projects was failed and I was thinking okay so I'm coming back I need to do something about it so I started teaching at American University then Slavonic University and then just public seminars and trainings and what happened I understood that there's no actually problem accessing information in English or in Armenia. There's like a plenty of information, plenty of education. There was a problem that people do not see it as a popular uh, speciality. There was no popularization of project management. Right. And that's when I started like, okay, so this is interesting. Let's, let's see how we can change that. So there was 200 project managers with title on LinkedIn in Armenia at the time. So I filtered them out. I asked them, would you come and create an organization together so we popularize it. And that's what we did. 2007, 2008, and 9. we were just talking about project management and just, mm-hmm. hey, this is very imp- simple and easy and you should learn that. And just for you to understand what happened, I teach from 2007, 2012, so just five years. I had over 2,500 students. I did a calculation recently. And what happened in reality in a KPIs, when I started, there was no licensed project manager. It wasn't popular at all. Right. I started teaching the first ones and like people started getting it. And now there's like a 285 uh, licensed PMPs in Armenia. Mm-hmm. And that's a huge number for a small country like this. PMP is the official internationally recognized standard for... It's a license. It's called Project, project Management Professional. Yeah. yeah. That's very yeah. simple. It's very popular. Mm-hmm. I guess this was a very good experiment and a very successful educational project. Like not only teaching the project management. And I prepared and I uh, published the book in Armenian and I uh, did TOT, like trained of trainers for mm-hmm. the project management. But also it was kind of like how do you popularize things? How yeah. people start recognizing like this knowledge is not just a bullshit. It's like yeah. actually used knowledge and you have to learn it. Yeah. And those 2,500 people that you, you taught yourself, was that all through AUA? No, it's like all, I, I trained myself only 200 corporate uh, trainings, like literally all of the big companies starting from um, like a Konyaki Gorzan finishing yeah. all IT yeah. industry. And people actually appreciate it. Up to now, they said like, Albert, you know, like I was on your trainings. Right. And it's, <laughs> it's helped me this and that way. It's awesome. What's the one thing that you've noticed that has changed uh, from what the training and education culture was like back then and what it's like today? Not just in project management, but more generally. 
in I Armenia. Many things change on on actually licensing and certifications. Like back then, it was like, oh yeah, I'll get this new certificate. Right. Like, and I was always like, no, no, you don't care about certificates. You need like really knowledge. You need right. to go and implement it. Nowadays, a demand for knowledge. Like mm-hmm. literally, people studying in build up less asking about certificate even though they do right. but like less asking about what certificate i get is more of like what i actually i can do what, what i, I can learn? actually be more successful and more effective in the right. future and right. that's a very good notion i guess in yeah opinion. absolutely uh, that's a great change that you've observed let's uh, move on to the tech education landscape can you paint the picture of what tech education is like in armenia today and yeah absolutely. Uh, what uh yeah, let's let's start with your evaluation of it, and then I'll we'll dive deeper. Actually, a lot of things changed. Like yeah. there's the ACA who's doing really a lot of very good, high quality products, and I, I really support them. Asking yeah. everyone, and literally one year I was like, uh, whenever I said to GG, I was asking the, the driver, why don't you go and learn programming? And everybody's like, no, what programming? Never, I can't do that. And yeah. I'm like, no, 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 man, call this guy yeah. with this phone number. <laughs> Tell them Albert told you, yeah. <laughs> and you get it. And I knew nobody there, right. and I was always referring to them. Right. But actually, the things changed. There's a lot of very good education in Armenia right now. I think like there's at least 11 very good uh, educational initiatives or companies who provide very good high-quality trainings. These are all outside of universities. This is all outside yeah. of universities. Like I'm not even mentioning universities, but... Basically, it's all of like an intensive, very yeah. focused, very good design programs. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, not all of them having a good quality um, instructors and tutors, and that's quite of uh, very important at the education. Like you, you obviously can read yourself and do uh, yeah. some of the tasks on YouTube, right? Yeah. But you need instructors who can understand you, who can really hack on and like try to understand your really the actual learning path for every person and it's different somebody is going really quick and somebody is much slower so Mm -hmm. the tutors can actually adopt the knowledge to your path and that's what i believe is missing is missing a high quality education not in sense of like uh, uh, the quality of uh, um, knowledge or materials but in the sense of the quality of the trainers Mm -hmm. and that's i believe is is what we need to change right now do we have any idea of how many people enter the tech sector in Armenia every year thanks to those programs? I, I hardly can estimate that. And I don't think anyone is doing any research on that topic. But Even percentage-wise, we don't know? No, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but th- there's obviously university numbers. And right. it's like a couple thousand every year. Uh, right. Unfortunately, the number of those students graduating is so low. Yeah. And it's so slow quality. So whenever you interview those students, you were amazed. Like, what you were doing for years? Like, yeah. you didn't have any computers around? Like, yeah. couldn't you just do one project and show me now? Yeah. And obviously, that's the lack of like a actual instructional and an actual focus on... Uh, effectiveness rather than just theories in general right so that's main but again there's a big number right now overall um it or technology in armenia i believe is twenty thousand people that's the number registered on linkedin that twenty thousand tech professionals in armenia for example uh, excluding all accountants in those companies excluding all operational people like only like developers or marketing people like focusing on actual products yeah so twenty thousand 
And out of those 20,000, I believe very vast majority is junior or mid-level. And a lot of people having title of senior, unfortunately, that's not the real senior people. Right. Unfortunately, yeah. having uh, like a 10 years of experience doesn't make you senior automatically. Right. And that's a big problem. It's about the quality of professional that you are as well. Exactly. And, but not also quality, like how they advance in their, in their career. Are they even pointing and aiming to have a career? But right. Because you can obviously have a nice uh, bus driver, right. and that person do not means like he can drive president one day, right? right. So right. that's the difference here. Right. We often hear about there's this gap in the market and that there's all these jobs that need to be filled. Do we know what that type of demand is? Like, yes. Do we have numbers about that, that? that? Those numbers are very, very vivid because they publish uh, on different platforms and you can count. I believe there was like a, some days there was like a couple thousand open positions. And right now I believe it's like a little bit even more. Uh, the good thing is that a lot of Russians moved to Armenia right, right. now and fulfilled some of the positions. Uh, and a lot of them are moving as well because right. like that there's a big companies opening offices here and a lot of Russians. It, it's very good uh, in, incorporated into yeah. the, our system. But again, like those Russians are not going to stay for long. And we need to learn and use this situation rather than, you know, like just thinking of, oh, oh how lucky we are. Yeah, they're just going to stay because... Because yeah. they don't have anywhere else to go. Let's get to build up now. How the idea came about for build up. Why did you decide to to start this initiative? That's exactly why we started this. Because I saw that there's a gap in education, and I can't hire people anymore in Armenia. I, I'm easily hiring in India or in Ukraine. Yeah. But not in Armenia because of that exactly that situation. When you build products, you need people who will who you don't need to babysit every day. You need people who will focus and solve the problems, yeah. right? And that's what we're lacking right now. And that's why we're not developing more than just outsourced country. Because there is no education who will allow those people who already have some of experience. I'm not saying like, you know, like from zero. Obviously, it's very hard and we need to change the whole education system yeah. from schools and universities. That's have to be done there. But we already have some people who figure it out, who already became um, and a specialist, I'm not saying professional, a specialist who are solving some of the problems. Unfortunately, I call this mindset of people who are there, and this is not the Armenian problem. This is all over the it's world. It's a global problem. Yes. Uh, the, I call them Asain Chanem Onem mindset. Tell me what to do. I'll do it mindset. Right. And this is normal. Like everywhere in the world, like the Indians like, would be this level. But even in India, education changed rapidly. And right now, there's a lot of people actually moving to U.S. and becoming a top, top uh, specialist and top, even CEOs of yeah. some of the big companies are Indians. Yes, and this right. is because in India, they understood, like, we can't move forward like this. It's not going to work. And some of the Indian universities are top rated right now because of that. They right. are teaching a problem solving. They are teaching critical thinking. And that's kind of the importance. And here in our Buildup's uh, mission is to change our economy structure. Mm -hmm. We're outsource-focused uh, economy. We want to change it to the product-focused uh, economy. This is pretty much the mission right. of the organization. Okay, so you identified this problem in Armenia's education model that was mostly about uh, give me these tasks to do and I will accomplish these tasks. And you identified that we need to move away from this to a problem-solving model you're saying okay what's a tangible example of that like in, in, directly in the 
um, in the method of education, how do you teach someone to uh, think critically and do a, do a more problem-solving method than just you know, finishing these tasks? Actually, that question is a couple hundred million dollar question. And obviously, I don't know the answer yeah. right now, but we are experimenting on one of interesting model that we found. And I did research. Like Basically, yeah. first I started asking around with CEOs, my friends I know from Armenia, like, what's your problem? Like, tell me what actually... Yeah. Because it's less uh, problem of the, the specialists right now on the market and more problem of people who create products, right? Because if they want to create successful products, it's their problem, not not every, that Asayin Chanem Anem people's problem. Right. And then I start asking, what's the actual lacking for, from these people? And that's when they told me, like, actual critical thinking is lacking and actual problem solving is lacking. And that's where I started thinking, okay, what kind of education can solve this? Yeah. Is there any good research on education? Is there any good findings? And it turns out there's a very interesting research uh, from Stanford University, where they found that uh, problem-based education is twice more effective. And there's another very interesting model from Main Street University from Netherlands. They found, like, literally coming from the practical point, right? You need to train uh, five people to work on a brain surgery. Mm-hmm. Brain surgery is super complex. Like you need five different types of medical surgeons right. to work on the same brain while it's open. Right. And yet they have to very coordinated, it's a short time, very pressure, high stress environment, and so on and so on and so on. Yeah. And basically when, when they found they found that actually working together and learning together helps them to become very, very professional. Mm-hmm. Uh, while and obviously in surgery you need to practice a lot before someone will allow you to actually execute that mm-hmm. in, in reality, right? And that's where they found this problem-based education. And that's actually a very interesting model. Literally, problem-based education divided into the part when you give someone the task and then you teach them how to do the task. Mm -hmm. Uh, I actually never discussed this before because every time I was discussing the methodology, I was like, okay, this is too hard. Nobody will really understand. But it's, it's come down to one principle. Actually, giving someone the practical task doesn't necessarily mean that person become a professional doing that uh, practical test. There's a lot of education in Armenia, uh, all over the world also, like where they partner with big corporations, Mm -hmm. and big corporations give them the task, and they do it. But unfortunately, that's not working that way. Mm -hmm. Because when somebody is taking the task and doing somewhat somehow, it's still not making these people to understand what they're doing. They're just executing something without understanding deeply what's actually solving the problem. So we designed this methodology, which we took from Main Street University, and we designed it in a new way where every education, while they study, and it's 16 weeks education in our case, uh, every tutor gives them actually the knowledge in a sequence of the way that is like a product development lifecycle work. So basically every product, a digital product we're talking here, uh, works in a cycles. Like you do this and that and that yeah. in, in very specific steps. And that education knowledge that actually they learn in any specialty match to that development lifecycle. So literally this week you learn something that you need this week on your product. Right. And it's not just that topic run is more of like a, what task you need to do to solve that problem on that stage mm-hmm. and what's knowledge you need. So basically it's an online education where you get all of the um, materials but yeah. you have also a, a tutor who is also a coach type tutor so he actually tell you like hey this is a cool way to approach this problem or this is a methodology we use or this mm-hmm. is new technologies or new tools we use. Yeah. But also think of this like there's like a task or assignment or something that will help you actually to adopt yeah. to that life cycle so basically whatever you learn this week 
you need it, not because like you need to remember something or you need to learn it by heart, but because it's on, on your hand right, right. now, you have right. to solve a very complex task. Right. Let's talk about this idea of uh, training juniors and mid-level professionals to become senior professionals. So for those who don't know, um, a junior or mid-level professional is someone, typically someone in the tech sector that has up to five years of experience. And then after five years, if they've succeeded in their career, they graduate to become a, a senior professional. So this is the problem that you guys are specifically working on. Uh, and I often hear from Armenian startups that um, we have a dif- we have difficulty finding senior talent. And the reason why startups put such a heavy emphasis on senior talent is because they need senior talent in order to supervise junior talent, right? So how do you guys tackle this problem of teaching people to become seniors through edu- an educational program, a training program, rather than just years of experience on the job? It's a very good question. Actually, a lot of people who we tell them, like, hey, you should apply. They are like, no, no, no. I already have the senior people teaching me in my everyday work. I have project, I have team, and I have everything what I need. But that's basically what we did research on early on. Actually, becoming a senior, it takes three to five years to learn from your seniors, if the seniors are willing to share something with you. Hmm. And that's a very important question. Are they? Is this working very well? And what I found is very few companies in Armenia who like uh, promote this development, actually. And that's where I believe we have a big problem. Some of the companies do not want their employees to develop. Why? Because they pay a very low salary right now. If the person become like mid or senior, they have to pay them three times more or five times right. more sometimes. And that's a kind of issue. They are not interested in that development. They do a lot of training programs and stuff, which very outdated, not mm-hmm. not working anymore, not really practical. And that's a big problem. I believe many companies in Armenia, they have a head number. And this is very cool for them because they are willing to grow really quick. They yeah. want to show 200, 300 people working for them. Yeah. doesn't matter what quality, right? But they, they want to show it and they want to pay as less as possible, which is like an economy, right? Unfortunately, that is not helping the whole economy in Armenia to grow right. because big companies are not interested. They actually grow. Yeah. And that's a big issue right now. Right. Let's go through the, the process um, from start to end of uh, one of your students applying to the program and all the way till they're them graduating from from the program let's start with the application procedure what type of applicants are you looking for yeah absolutely and that's a good question you started the previous question was that uh what is a meat right Right. we actually tell them like we are looking for a meat unfortunately in our meat means like one two years of experience and we we keep like whatever people talk about it like okay you tell that meat we tell that meat too like no problem (laughs) And the idea is this, like, unfortunately, in our education, because it's, like, quite complex and quite uh, rapid and intense, you need some of the experience working already to be able to to study in our education. And that's, like, a one or two years experience. It doesn't matter if you are super advanced or, Mm -hmm. like, early on, if you have done some work in that industry, like, if you're a back-end developer or marketing, if you have worked, that's it, that's enough for us. And that's what we are targeting here. We're 
targeting mid-level people with experience to go through a selection process, which is three-step selection process. First is a multiple choice questions. We use CodeSignal or some other tools to select people who already have some knowledge. Then second step is an interview. But it's very interesting. We removed all the biases from interview. We don't have a board. We don't have any like a special people selecting anyone. Mm-hmm. We have one person who is a psychologist who don't understand anything about uh, technology or hiring or HR or any other things. We have a, a list of uh, questions for each, each specialties, like uh, different questions, but we don't even uh, score the questions. We score a different uh, requisites, uh, different requirements for that program. So for developers, it's more of like a focusing on task, uh, you know, being open to learn new technologies, being open to work in a team, and yeah. for other specialties too. So basically, the whole design of the program and third step is uh, also third step is about deep knowledge test. So we give you a four different problems and you need to solve them by typing in your thoughts like now it's not about like a just multiple choice or interviewing it's more of like hey here's the problem for you how you will solve it write it down so we see your way of thinking and then uh, both tutor and we have a dean for each program score it so basically we have even two score for the last section uh, all of the selection is scored okay. what does it mean like you get one uh, score at the beginning for the first step then the second step you can be cut it because of the attitude mm-hmm. so for example if psychologists find that this person is not good suit for our program not motivated yeah enough, you right? will not go to the third stage but if you got the enough score for the second stage then you go to the third stage where you already get a a proper score the final final score and what we do at the end we have a list where all of our trustees and members will see this list and we offer the top uh, 12 people or 10 people the position in our education Mm -hmm. so basically if somebody out of the 10 says like no I can't do it for some reason we'll just go lower 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 and that's kind of the old model of score based What are the different categories of professions you guys have right now? Yes, we have six programs right now, which is product management, product design, digital marketing, B2B sales, full stack, and backend. So basically two developer professions, Mm -hmm. uh, two marketing and sales professions, like promoting selling products, and the two uh, designing professions, like a product manager and product design. This is a bare minimum. You need to design a product. Right. So that's why we started with six. Right. I'm curious. So for the for the engineering roles, I understand like what type of problems you would give them in the interview procedure to to evaluate them. What do you give someone, for example, for the product management uh, category? We give them a problem, a real, real, uh, real life problem, and they have to actually describe how they will solve okay. it. Okay, this yeah. is coming from tutors. So we asked every tutor to design those questions those specifically. Questions. Yeah. yeah, and then they gave also the scoring mechanism. Right. So we score it properly. Right. Okay, so once they get admitted, what's the coursework look like? Um, how are they learning? So once they get admitted, we separate them into the team. So each team, six people, we design it in a specific way. We give them a psychology test. We give them, we analyze their uh, experience, in uh, professional experience, and we design a team. And now the team selects the problem. And how mm-hmm. the problem comes? So we have over 100 uh, people 
joining in, into the community and being a trustee, paying a small fee every month uh, to support the school, mm-hmm. but having a very specific benefit. So one of the benefits is that one. Uh, those trustees come with a real life problems. Like some example of it, like um, me and you have to select the time to do this interview, right? right. You can offer the time, I can offer the time, and then yeah. we will go for the couple weeks of discussing. Right. But I gave you one link, which is Calendly, and you selected from my calendar, which, which was open day, date and time That's right. for me. Yeah. That type of the problem would be a very specific problem. So it's problem, whatever you actually solve it with Excel sheet and, and formulas, it's a great indication that it might be a small problem for our school. Mm-hmm. So what we did, we get all those tr- trustees and support community, but also we asked them to create the problems. And they did. We had over 28 problems in our selection list. So then students with the six, six teams, we do some uh, team building, we give them some uh, tasks, to, to play around, but then they select the problem they want to work for four months. Mm. And that's when they start thinking how they will solve it. Mm-hmm. And that's when they get to the tutors and then they work with tutors to plan everything, to design everything. We have program managers, we have agile coach, we have a people who will support them over that time. Sorry, just before we get to the tutors, those six, those teams that they uh, gather in, in the team, there's a product manager, there's an exactly. engineer, every, there's every a specialty from each, in the each of your exactly. categories. Oh, it's very cool. And also they get oh. mentors. Who are the yeah. mentors? So one person who offered that problem uh, from the community, they actually, when they, when they select the problem, they come to that person and say, hey, we, we got this, we, we found this problem interesting. We have this uh, idea of solving it mm-hmm. in mind. Would you accept us? Right. And then the, the person becoming a mentor for them says like, okay, tell me this and that and do some interviews back and forth and yeah. then become officially their mentor. Mm-hmm. So that's how the program works. So they have a mentor as well, giving them direction uh, because this person understand the problem, understand mm-hmm. the customer, helping them actually to get there. So do the tutors have, like, do they lecture? Uh, and that's a very good question. There is no lecturing in the school. Okay. Basically, you have all the material there. You have to read it. And then you chat with the tutor. So chatting is about like, hey, why, how to discover this solution or this problem or right. this methodology right. for your product? Here's some templates. You go and do that. Here's some yeah. tasks you need to do just to get more yeah. professional in this. An idea of this communication is that you don't need to be lectured on anything because you're first of all already mid level mm-hmm. so you should be already know that but if you if you don't like just read this one and then start thinking on your products and it's working uh, students are super happy about it they have only one day in communicating with tutors about that topic of yeah. the week but also what they have and you remember i said like tutors are coaching as well yeah they have office hours mm-hmm. so whenever i don't know what to do or how to move forward or what i'm doing wrong they select the time with tutor mm-hmm. they chat with them and explain them what's the problem and tutor gives them like exactly what to do with the product right. Right. and that's kind of the importance here it's not just like a hey you have to learn this and thank yeah. you bye but it's like hey you have to implement this right. this way What's the commitment like every week? How many, how many hours do the students spend working it's on this? It's a very this? good question, and that's a basic problem because students still works. So it's the evening program. Right. And the commitment is that they have to communicate with the tutors every week for like two, three hours. That's the maximum they, they will communicate. But also, what do we ask them? To come to office uh, every 
or not every, like four days per week. Mm -hmm. So uh, only Tuesday they don't come because on Tuesday they have this uh, communication with tutors. So it's a four days per week when they come meet their team, pretty like like a actual working. Yeah. yeah, they they work with a team and actually they they stay up to like one two hours. Sometimes they stay very late as well, and that's kind of like a team spirit. Yeah. And the first one months we are very very strict on this. Like you have to come, you have to become a team, you have to get that bond. Yeah, for us that's the most important because after you get that bond it's very hard to break them break apart. Yeah. So that that's kind of our main, main task at the beginning. Mm -hmm. And we kind of succeeded. Only out of the 36 students, only two dropped out. Mm -hmm. And it was like a different reasons. So you had 36 um, students for this first cohort that you've launched. So that's six teams, right? Uh, can you give some examples of what projects they're working on right now? Yeah. Also, and that's the most interesting. It's yeah. very, very different problems, starting from tourism, uh, finishing with healthcare. Mm -hmm. And it's all of them very, very fascinating. For example, uh, one of them is like audio streaming with context. So imagine this podcast, right? An educational podcast and we're talking about and somebody is listening. But also like there's some terms and some uh, ideas that they are not familiar with, right? right? What do you do? You stop it. You go Google it. If you guess it right, right? And then you spend a lot of time. But imagine like all of the podcasts come with a good narratives and a lot of tools. Like when you click on the word, it will show you like a Wikipedia article or any other tools and articles and knowledges where you can really easily grasp yeah this one is specific for education like you're reading about i don't know uh chemicals and uh, physics mm -hmm. it's always something new and always some new terminology never heard of it's very very useful this is one of the problem uh, students are tackling another one for example a bucket list like how you actually make a bucket list i'm, I'm planning for rome this year right what will be my visit look like where i want to go and right now we use a lot of different like social medias instagram yeah or Pinterest and how you make the bucket list from all of the different places. Yeah. And this is another problem or a very practical problem for the meat companies or serve companies. You have a, like a 10 customers and you never know which one is most profitable for you. And it's a tool for actually measuring profitability per customer or per contract. And that's another problem that we are solving right now. Yeah, very cool. I was just thinking when you were explaining the problems that they're solving is it could even turn out that one of these teams, instead of trying to find work as a senior engineer or a senior product manager, they end up spinning out a startup from uh, from their build-up experience. It's very luckily, yeah. though we are not focusing on, on startups. Right. And we're not teaching right. pitching or financing right. or right. investing. It's not your focus. Absolutely yeah. not. All of our, our, our focus is you have to make a... MVP. Right. Why? Because you have to go to Product Hut at the end of the program, oh, get okay. the real customers, and your actual results is based on the feedback from the customers. Right. So right. it's not even like a, a jury saying, oh, this one was good or this one right. was bad. Who cares? If right. the customer pays you and they subscribe, that's it, man. Like you did it. You created yeah. a good product. Yeah. And that's a real measure in life. No juries, no important guys giving yeah. you investment is important yeah. because they do mistakes. Yeah. Customers never. If you solve that problem, customers subscribe and keep working on it, keep using it. Yeah. That's, very that's fantastic. I didn't know that they launched on Product Hunt later. Um, as they wrap up the, the program, the whole the total program is 16 weeks. Do you guys help them with uh, job search or do they exactly. tip, or is the idea for them to be promoted within their existing companies? It, it, for us, it doesn't matter. 
uh, and it's a very good point to come to talking about uh, income share agreements as well, yeah. because we are not paid if they are not successful. Right. So the students do not pay anything to participate. Absolutely in not. The so they sign a contract where there's two fields in the contract. One is current income, and then there's an income goal. Okay. So we write down what's your current income, and then there's an income goal, which is like literally sixty percent more, right. or some some like around that percent more. And idea is this: like we guarantee that this person become a problem solver, and a critical thinker. So anyone willing to hire them, or the uh, even the same company willing to give them a better job, yeah. will really think about like how they can use these people to build something successful. And what I believe in Armenia, if you can't pay more, like 50% to your employer, uh, you are doing a wrong business here. Right. Like it, I personally do not have any problem hiring someone with 3 million a monthly salary if this person giving me that boost in my product right. that will give me bigger revenue, right? That's right. always good. And this, those professionals are those ones like actually will give you those boosts. Like we'll solve real life problems. We'll try to be more growth hacking yeah. and, and so on and so on. And that's why our focus is not on like a, having a nice certificate, but it's like how we present you to the community. Right. And how they follow you. Yeah. So what we do, we do weekly reports on every person. They have OKRs, which is like a Google's way of like a KPI-driven mm -hmm. development. But OKR is much easier and much cooler. It's like a result-driven. And every week they said, oh, this week we're doing this OKRs. And then they report every Monday what's their actual results. Mm -hmm. And we report it uh, transparently to community. And we don't match anyone. If this person, anyone from community, which is our top CEOs in our community, willing to hire that person, he will just follow the whole uh, report and then invite for the interview. And that's it. We do not go for a hunt from anyone. Right. We don't do like a HR or any other yeah. job for them. We give a, a mm -hmm. report. And some of Armenia's biggest startups are involved in exactly. uh, or supporters of build-up. Exactly. So, if someone is participating in build uh, in buildups educational program, they have a shot at landing a job at one of these uh, exactly these startups. And that's yeah. also our promise to students: this is not a program program. Right. This is actually you finding a better job right. with a better, more satisfying product making. Right. Right. If right. you are in outsourcing, why don't you just stop doing that, like assign channel on them, right. and like go for something more satisfying? And maybe one day you can build something yourself. Right. Right. Because now you know A to Z product development and this is very key importance here you can go work for google and you can never build one product because you will do a small small task in a big organization yeah. but here you learn in six people's team and it was a, it was a luxury to fail this completely yeah. but you can learn from a to z how the products are built and then somebody hiring you you know the whole process and then you can come and suggest like guys you're doing this wrong way you should be doing this and that yeah. to figure it out and yeah. to sell it, not like to push it or, you know, yeah, yeah. That, that, that's basically the idea here. You become a one level higher professional because you, you saw it uh, like A to Z, mm -hmm. all the product making. Right. Okay. Let's, uh, let's get to the income sharing agreement part of the, the program. So as you said, when someone uh, joins your program, you define what their salary is now. Let's say it's a thousand dollars. And you set a, a target for their what their income should be. And you said it's about 60%. So let's say $1,600. After graduating from your program, once they find a new role or, with, or they get promoted within their 
existing company to be sixteen hundred dollars, uh, their salary to be sixteen hundred dollars, they start paying back exactly. to build up. Yes. How much do they pay back? Hundred dollar per month. So basically, right now the whole community is supporting us is pretty much paying the hundred dollar per month for seeing the re- uh, reports, right. and we are asking them to join the same community, to be the peer, the same yeah. level for from with others. And idea is this: like once you get that salary level, and we can't t- check it, yeah. you have to come back and tell us like, hey, I got the salary already. I'm ready to come and pay so it's back. It's a trust system. Yes, it's a trust system. And once you get it, you start paying hundred dollar for seventeen months. The okay. cost of education right now is seventeen hundred U.S. dollars per student. But you can't pay all in one go. Yeah. You have to, with a contract, it's very specific. You have to pay $100 per month for 17 months. What is interesting though, while you come back and start paying $100, you can continue learning. Hmm. Now you can enroll back as a roaming student, and I'll explain what is it, with a roaming student to any other programs. Like you did product management, then you can do marketing, then you can do machine learning, then you can do something even more cool. And the idea is that at 17 months, it's not like you did it in four months and that's it, you're yeah. top, now go. It's yeah. more of you continue learning. And let me give you a vision so I can explain why they should do that. Mm-hmm. The vision is after 17 months, these people do not cancel that $100. And why? First of all, this will be the biggest and coolest uh, IT community of Armenians worldwide. The second one, there will be like a best tutors and best education systems. Yeah. We hire all the tutors from US and Europe. So this will be like the best materials you can continuously learn. Yeah. But the third one, the most interesting one, it's called live case study-based education. So you continue learning not only that marketing that is new for you, but also you continue learning a new products yeah. that use the new topics and new uh, methodologies, new technologies yeah. and new tools on any new product. So every batch we will have around 20 products. Mm-hmm. And this number will not go more. It's very hard to find this mid-level people. It will always be the same level every year, twice per year. But those roaming students can continuously learn based on the product making. Yeah, And that's kind of the vision here. So in the future, any senior level person in Armenia, so once we solve the problem with the mid-levels, can join and continuously learn with a $100 per month. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of the goal here. And our education will go that that level in, in two years, and we will build something really, really big in, in that sense that even you guys can join and learn something new because you don't need to do any product making. Yeah. Somebody will do it and you will just read and see how it is, has been done. Right. So you continuously grow. Right. And uh, you mentioned KPIs a couple of times. Uh, I want to ask about what your KPIs are, what your key performance indicators are. How do you measure the success of a, a student? Actually, as I said, like uh, a success would come from the users who will give a feedback. Yeah. And on Product Hunt is very easy. That's and a, that's people a great can one, obviously yeah. share it. But also for me, the biggest success will be CEOs hiring their students. Yeah, that's an important and one. And then like, actually coming back saying like, hey, this I, I hired this person from yeah. build up and he's actually performing. It. Yeah. And he's yeah. actually solving a hard problem for mm-hmm. us. And that will be kind of a success uh, indicator for me at least to continue yeah. the school. Yeah. Because if you understand, I designed it specifically that way. If students don't come back and paying that hundred dollar, it will fall apart. There will be no enough people just to support it for long enough. Yeah. So yeah. it have to be sustainable 
Uh, and that's kind of the sustainability, like the students actually finding the better job and coming back and paying $100 back so we can continue building it. Right. And right. if that works and it's successful, then it will work. Yeah. That's yeah. kind of like Absolutely. a... Yeah, it's a very fair point. Mm -hmm. I don't want to spend my life on something that is not working as uh, well. Of course. Yeah. And I'm not <laughs> offering doing that anyone yeah. else. Yeah. So you're wrapping up this cohort uh, in mid-August. Uh, and your next one will start in September. Exactly. What's going to be changing from the first cohort to the second? That's the greatest question. And that's that's a kind of a million-dollar question because we're going to implement three new courses, which is going to be a Python Pro uh practical data science and machine learning and machine learning even two directions we're going to select we're going to select um, um, signal design image recognition direction mm -hmm. and nlp and natural language processing like anyone talking to robots is pretty much there so basically we want to design something even more high level yeah. and that was always my dream actually having some uh, studentship and education where people can discover and design something awesome and mm -hmm. new. I'm not saying innovative, and that's very different, but something really funny and interesting because before the, this cohort, we could only accept problems that are solvable with like a normal product, digital products, right? Yeah. But in September, problem can be much more complex and solvable with machine learning and some interesting solutions that are existing on the market. Mm -hmm. And that's our kind of the task. We want to grow that way where this new trust is coming can give a really complex problems and we can design something new. So will the teams be growing with the new... Uh, additions? Yes. So um, now it'll be an eight-person team, a nine-person no, team? No, number of the people in the team will be the same. Okay. Now why? It's more manageable number, six people, but it will be more teams. And we're planning to have 130 students wow. and 18 teams. So wow. it's like around... Mm. It, it's, it's What we're doing is trying to... Uh, separate and for example we have very successful product management design marketing and sales mm -hmm. so we anticipate there will be more applicants for these programs mm -hmm. machine learning will be new we anticipate less people will apply yeah so it, we will keep it in a in a balance like every uh, new year once per year we will add more pro um, programs mm -hmm. but we will anticipate less people applying but we will design something very interesting in that way yeah yeah. When do applications open for the September cohort? To start it in July. In July. So students who are interested in applying should look out for exactly. announcements in July. And also like they should follow us on social media because yeah. we are giving a lot of stories and interesting uh, reports on what's going on right now. Mm -hmm. We're totally transparent because we have to. We have this yeah. community supporting us. And then everybody can see in and through yeah. and see what we're actually doing. Right. We are not trying to hide after the you know marketing slogans and marketing yeah. shit. Like We're really showing what's going on. Mm -hmm. We want to be maximum transparent we want the people applying understanding what they get into and also they have to commit time mm -hmm. this is not like in armenia unfortunately this is a problem everywhere in like a post-soviet countries where you know oh i paid money then you know it shouldn't be that hard right, right. Or, i applied that's it right, right. no unfortunately that's <laughs> yeah. where everything starts <laughs> and it's not easy and we we make sure people understand this yeah for example uh, we are adding something into the contract that says if you drop out on third week, you yeah. pay penalties. Ah, okay. Why? Because we are paying a lot of uh, money for the tutors. Yeah. And we're, this, this 
position is very important and yeah. very expensive, it's all right that you graduate and then you can't find a job. But if you drop out, then you, you took somebody's place right. and it will be a penalty there. Right. So that's the whole... And you guys never see that money back until they start exactly. uh, getting an increase in pay or a exactly. higher position. We so will make sure that it happens immediately yeah. after the graduation. Yeah. And obviously the community there exactly for that. Yeah. But if something is not working, something not... So after 12 months graduation, if the, num- if the salary do not go over that number, then it was free. Right. No, no need to pay us. Right. I'm curious, in Armenia, from a, from a work culture perspective, is the idea of an income sharing agreement, I know some other organizations have used it as well in the past, but is it accepted amongst, uh, amongst junior professionals or is it People something that you it. have? To, yeah. Yeah. Students love it. Unfortunately, this is coming from our organization and educational yeah. organizations themselves. Are you really sure that the, your education is working that way right uh, can you do that because obviously uh, those um, education or educational organizations are businesses right yeah. you have to pay to to make things work yeah. in our case community pays right now mm-hmm. so we have this luxury to do that model mm-hmm. at the beginning and we fundraise uh, and obviously i have to say thank you to a lot of people who supported us and obviously nubara fayan supported us at the beginning to to make this happen but uh in our case we believe this education really will work yeah we will make these people really strong and yeah. shiny so everybody wants to hire them yeah and that's why we believe it will work in a in a very mutual beneficial way mm-hmm. we help you to get advanced become a professional you help us to grow this like kind of not even paying for what you learn but paying forward because some yeah. new students will come and mm-hmm. learn do you think the income sharing agreement model can work in armenia for other sectors absolutely for example i think in the u.s um i think there's even isa models for nursing for instance exactly yeah uh, what other sectors in armenia could it work well for i think like if if construction would adopt something like this and really be like a, it will work perfectly well because there's a huge need of welders and right. like a, you know stone uh, stone people uh but like nobody really teaching this yeah and i understand why it's super expensive to teach guys like uh, 80,000 rums per course per month is nothing who will teach that money yeah like in number of classes is very important if you have 30 people in a class then it means like it's a very low quality right right and because the number per person is, is so small the sum of yeah. is so small they have to do big classes mm-hmm. and then the quality is very low we have to change this. Like a good quality class is up to twelve people, and good quality education costs like two, three thousand mm-hmm. dollars. This course that we have seventeen hundred, actual cost is four thousand. Hmm. And same tutors te- teaching in Galvanize or General Assembly in U.S. costs six thousand dollars. So yeah. this is like a real bargain for them. Yeah. Like they are not going to pay this big number. But if they move to U.S., they happily pay. So yeah. why not paying here? Uh, so a lot of your community right now is some really top people in Armenia's tech sector from the top startups such as Crisp and Modelfront and, and others. Um, are you are you guys raising money right now to yes. keep this going? For for September, we need 160,000 US dollars to pay the same tutors and also to hire new tutors and develop the programs. Yeah. But what we're going to do, I'm going to ask community uh, uh, not not just like a CEOs and those top guys from all over the world yeah. joining, but the community here in Armenia. 
I know that people do not make that much money, but they can donate $100, right? I'm going to do a fundraiser uh, in July, and I'm going to ask everyone, like, why don't you support this? Because if you support into the Armenia, this is the best way to support it. Hmm. Because if you spend $100 on actually giving someone a fish, yeah. it's much better to teach someone to fishing. And like, and that's kind of like Im- importance here. I really want to ask them because of one important thing. I asked a lot of, apart from people who support us, ask the other part, like, why don't you support us? And you know what was the answer? We don't care about your people. We got this Monday funding already. And we have to hire in San Francisco or worldwide. We don't need your product managers anymore. Mm. We don't need product managers in Armenia because we don't believe they can perform. Mm. And I want to actually make this a, a challenge for the people who in Armenia. Guys, these people do not want to hire you because they don't believe in you. Why don't you change this? Why don't you invest into the education that will change that? Right. Is that making sense? Like, I really want them, they have a, this challenge. They understand, like... To change the whole right. quality of life in Armenia is not about having a new uh, PM. It's about you actually investing in right things. Right, right. So you're looking to raise from all groups of people, exactly. from engineers in Armenia's tech sector to the top executives. And exactly. Like that. And uh, can our listeners uh, from the diaspora listening in, is there somewhere online they can go to, to uh, donate? Once we start, I will announce It'll it, be obviously. online, yeah. <laughs> Got people it. People will <laughs> hear about us. So on the website right now, you can't become like a monthly contributor? No. Okay. It's only invite only. Got and it. I'm, I'm, I'm selecting who to be invited. And to be honest, the conversion rate is not that great either. So I, I have done over 200 calls last six months and only 100 converted. That's not bad, I think. That's not bad, but <laughs> yeah. I spend much, uh, much more resources right. actually reaching out I see. And, and I see. organizing the yeah. call first. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay, and Albert, our last question. Um, where do you hope to see build up in the next five to 10 years? Yeah, I wish this will be the biggest Armenian community supporting each other. You know what is interesting? I, I tell you something interesting about um, um, Product Hunt. We hacked Product Hunt. Normally, Product Hunt, if you are from Uzbekistan publishing on Product Hunt and all the IPs uploading you in Product Hunt from Uzbekistan, they ban you like immediately. Mm. You can't do that. But because we're a very network nation all over the world, a Product Hunt cannot ban us. Right. We hacked it with a community because all over the world, if you keep the right balance, not a lot of people from Armenia will vote up, but all over the world will vote up and with old accounts, then it works. It actually get you to product hunt, product of the day. And we hacked it because we worked together. And there's nothing. It's like just one button yeah. click, right? Yeah. What I believe in five, six years, if we can create a community that cares about education in a very beneficial way, right? Cares about education because they can hire these people, mm-hmm. right? That's very beneficial. You pay $100, but you hire someone. Uh, I believe this will be very strong community to solve many other problems, and we'll we'll actually we, we will never go to the junior level education. We will always go to senior. I believe education changes. You will never be like, hey, I am MIT graduate and I'm the right. best. No, no, yeah. that's not working anymore. Am I am a build up uh, alumni, right. and I am learning all of the new stuff. Mm-hmm. That's how it will work. Okay, Albert, you're doing some important work, and I wish you luck with that. I hope in the future you'll come back on again to give us more updates on how build up is going. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you, guys.